Welcome to episode two of Worship Distributed uh, out of First Baptist Church, Leesburg, Florida. Uh, three campuses, one church. And uh, I'm Stephen Wagamot. This is Stephen Hodge. And uh, we are the worship pastors uh, at uh, the various campuses. And um, this is uh, our, like I said, our second episode of the podcast. And the other day at lunch, Stephen and I were talking about... Um, uh, just the way we engage in worship and different things that we see uh, and don't see or I don't know we just kind of talked about like how that how that worked out so here's the example because that was a very vague introduction to that <laughs> <laughs> we I was at a conference um, a lot of times of worship at the conference and I was having a very hard time engaging in those times of worship but then a group came out that I'd never heard of before and they just started and I was immediately like drawn to their music and their time of worship and really able to engage. So like, what was the difference? So we thought we would uh, pull together and talk about just that thing. When we're leading worship, what's going on? What are we thinking about? Who should we be? Those kind of things. So, uh, Stephen, go ahead. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think, like, when you're leading worship, what's going on? What, what should we do? Yeah, so as a worship leader, uh, there are many things uh, going on during a service that go on during my head. Go on in my head during the service. It's <laughs> a terrible way to put that, but during a service, there are just so many different moving parts to our service, especially here at First Baptist with live streaming right. and we've got timing issues that we have to be right on with it. And, um, but of course the number one important, uh, part about leading worship is being, um, engaged in authentic worship, being, making sure you're, you're not, you're not putting on a show, right? You're not being, uh, you're not singing just to sing. It's not a performance platform. You're there to lead people in worship. And of course that's the first and foremost thing of what I'm trying to, to continue focusing on. So let's talk about that uh, a little bit. So a lot of times um, in different forums uh, or even just conversations that people may have with you about other worship leaders and you'll hear them say things like, oh, they were just putting on a show. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts like when somebody says that to you? You know, I have definitely been to some services where it may seem like that, but we really don't know the heart of some of these people, the, the worship leaders themselves. Sometimes it can seem a little obvious of, okay, this is this does not seem right. Something seems a little off-putting here. But we have to we have to extend grace and, and the fact that we don't know exactly where this person's heart is, where they're coming from. Uh, we don't know what's going on exactly in their mind. And we hope and, and pray that as leaders in the church that they are being genuine and authentic but it's also easy for people to take, we talked about preferences uh, before, I think we'll talk about it again in the future, but it's also someone that can take their preference of their style of worship or what they're used to in worship and then be put in a different situation with a different worship leader. And it may not match up exactly with what they like or they prefer, and maybe it might come across as showy or, or fake or not authentic because maybe it's kind of like out of their comfort zone of, of where they were, out of their norm, per se, of the style that they've been a part of. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, And, and I think that just this, the, slope, the slippery slope of that argument is that 
even a, in a liturgical setting, you could argue that yeah. it has that show concept, right? Because everything's pre-programmed. Yeah. Like, you know, what's, you know, you like, here's the show, like, here's how it's going to go. Like, this is the, yeah, this is a thing. So I, I think that's just a loose word people throw around, um, when they're just not comfortable with sure. something. And, and you know what, it's okay for people not to be comfortable yeah. with things. I mean, I think that's just life, right? I mean, there's, we're all, we're all always going to have like preferences and things like for that. Sure. I think it's how we respond to it and treat other people in that. I mean, I think you were very wise to say like we extend grace, but really that grace that we're extending is not necessarily for that person. Like they don't need our grace. Yeah. It, it's more of a grace on the way we we're going to process it. Sure. Really. We're kind of like saying, okay, you know what? We're maybe this is not what I'm used to. Maybe it's different, but yeah. Um, and, and you're right. Like, I think we don't know like what somebody has going on. I mean, yeah. they could come from a, another church and come here and, and look at me or look at you and be like, Oh, those guys are just putting on a show up there. Yeah. I mean, look at them, you know, they turn on the color blue lights <laughs> up there. Why do you need blue lights in church? Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it, that's not what putting on a show is. Putting on a show is like my whole, my whole goal is just, just to entertain you. Yeah. Like that's all I want to do is just I'm entertain in the spotlight. You. Like I'm the spotlight. Yeah. You came to see me. My name's on the sign. You know, uh, yeah. but that's that's not. You know, I don't think most worship leaders like. No, yeah, it would. You be, don't go into ministry to to really. Yeah, do I mean, that. yeah, you're not going into like to get this great yeah, lucrative it, career. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess unless you're like going into televangelism, you know, yeah. like you know, uh, not all of them, but you know, but uh, yeah. So, like that said, again, I, I think that does kind of lean back towards just, you know, I don't know. Uh, our culture or society and preference. Yeah. And worship leaders, we're musicians too. And you are under a spotlight. You have lights pointing down. You're literally under a spotlight right. on stage. And in culture today, music is such a huge part of our culture. It oh, always absolutely. has been, but I, I just, it'd be, it's just a part of us. Whether you're a musician or not, everybody engages in some form of music every day, whether you hear it in your car ride to work whether you're playing, you know, a piano or a guitar after work, or you just hear it in the elevator at, you know, some store. Yeah, or in the something. grocery store, you know. There's music eggs. everywhere around us. Right. So, and and the world has, our main primary form of music today in society is secular. It's performance based, and you go to concerts and you see guys and gals under these performance lights, and there are there are times for that. And so, it could be easy to see you see a platform in front of the church, you see spotlights, you see this, and immediately that might be someone's reaction to think they're just putting on a show because they see what's around us. But then again, this this is maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail. Um, I think it, I love to see when the church is is leading in um, your, your skill base, doing things in excellence, you're leading in technology, you're leading in and leadership skills, I love to see when the church does that and brings all those things together to lead in authentic, genuine worship that isn't a spotlight base. And so, and so part of that, like looping back into the authentic, authenticity, of course you have spiritual authenticity, right? So we don't yeah. want to really go too far down that road because obviously, yes, like we need to be leading from a place of knowing God, absolutely pursuing God, loving God, you know, thankful for Christ and what he did the gospel filled with the Holy spirit, like those kind of things. Yeah. 
And, and, and that's not always easy. Like, that's very hard. You know, we're, we were in a battle. We're in a, a battle with, you know, uh, flesh and the spirit, you know, constantly yeah. just at war. Um, and so as worship leaders, you know, that's something we have to be aware of and mindful of. And we, we try to lead from a place of victory. But from the practical side, too, which, you know, I'm like real big on practical things, is uh, you lead in the way that God has gifted you to lead worship. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, you, you have just like, you have a lot, of, I mean, just really, it, it, you just have a lot of raw talent. I mean, God's just giving you a lot of raw talent, which you've worked really hard to develop over the years. Um, and, and it's just really incredible to see. And the nice thing about you is that you're very humble about it, but you also use it for the glory of God and to lead people in worship with it. So that's really cool. But your style of leading and my style of leading are going to be like, we're, we're really close in a lot of senses, uh, but different. You know, like my energy level is, is like a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But that's a personality thing. That's not a positive or a negative for me or for you. Yeah. Um, and then yours is just more like level level headed like you're just going in you know? i don't know about that just i'm just a quieter person and i'm just a i don't know laid not not more laid back you're it's not more laid a, back than me if anything you're probably <laughs> really, you're, i think you're a little more high strung yeah than I, am. I think it's just when it comes to i don't know it's just something i don't know i'm just a quieter i'm a quieter leader i think yeah when it comes to the the stage like the work yeah part of it yeah Maybe that's, yeah, that's what it is. And that's not like, that's not a bad thing. And there's thing. nothing wrong and, with the high energy and there's nothing right. wrong with the, no. Now, you can't go to the extremes of, you don't want to be too low energy that you're yeah, not engaging you're people in bo- worship. Yeah, because you can bore people. Yeah. And then if you're too high energy, you're going to just distract people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and some people, like, they don't mean to. Like, again, like, I think a lot of guys that, that people cast aspersions at yeah. them, they're, they're just out there going for it. Yeah. You know, they're doing what they, you know. And, 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 and there's no doubt that there are people out there that wrong reasons, wrong motives. Sure. Absolutely. And any one of us can fall into that trap if yeah. we're not careful and we're not on guard against it. But back to the point is that we lead in the way that God like has gifted us to lead. So now you develop your leadership skills with the people that you're reaching and you learn your congregation and you learn, you know, how we lead them. But uh, you don't try to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Because if you do that, it, you, you're not being genuine. You're not. You're not being genuine. And, and the truth is, when you try to be somebody you're not, like you're never, you're n- never going to be that because you are not. Yeah. That's the key word. You're not them. No. You're, you're not going to be your best. You're not going to do it well, really. And you're just gonna. You're just gonna disappoint yourself um, in the end too. Because you've set unrealistic expectations. Yes. Yes. You're, you're trying to sing like, you know, you fill in the blank. I mean, look, not most worship leaders are not in the Chris Tomlin uh, yeah. tessitura of singing. Like, they can't sing in his range. Yeah. He has a great voice. Like, it's awesome. And he sings in the right range for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if he sang all of his songs a third lower. Like it, well, just, it wouldn't be the Chris Tomlin would, recording. Right. And it wouldn't sound right. It would yeah. be, you know, uh, you know, you're like, whoa, you know. But but like, but not most worship leaders don't need to go up and sing, you know, whatever song in the key of F just because Chris Tomlin did it. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Obviously, you know, congregational involvement, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're talking about is is like just don't 
Don't try to you don't try to be someone else that you're yeah, not. Don't try to be somebody you're not because you're not them. And to me, that's almost a little bit of an affront to the way God made you. You're saying, oh, you didn't make me yeah, the right way. Sure. You didn't do a good enough job. So, like, I, I'm going to just try to be like somebody else. Yeah. So I think that that is, like, one, maybe the first thing that we're talking about, you know, is just the authenticity, you know, spiritually, uh, but but also just who you are. Yeah. It's something that I, I do every Sunday, whether this is good or bad, and it sometimes it'll pump me up, but sometimes it'll tear me down, is as soon as church is out and I'm driving home or driving to lunch, wherever we're going, I start evaluating how the service went. And, okay, what, what went well? What could we do better on? What can I do better as a leader? How can I be more engaging to the congregation? Where was my heart? There have been times where I leave that service and I think, I did not have the right motives today, or I just wasn't. I just wasn't engaged, or I didn't have that energy, that excitement, or anything like that. You know, you just start. I like to evaluate things, and then on Monday, I like to sit down and say, "What can I do to do this better?" And not in a way that it's so that I can be better. People will look at me and be like, "Wow, he's awesome worship leader. He's good at his job." But what can I do to be a better engager with people? And what can I do to um, be a better leader with my team? You know, things like that um, also, but also just helped me reevaluate. Was I being genuine? Was I being authentic in worship today? And was that me and who God created me to be? Or was that me trying to be like so-and-so at this other church or so-and-so this this popular Christian artist? Yeah. And I think I think you're right on target with that. You know, that's... In any profession, any craft, you should like regularly evaluate. Yeah, you know, and I think there's a level where you can be too hard on yourself and yeah. and and do that. And and the, even in being too hard on yourself, that's that's even being self centered, you know. And and we don't need to do that. Um, but at at some level, we need to stop and be like, yeah, what you know, what what went great? What can I improve on? You know, how how you know my main goals for today. You know, for every time we lead worship, you know, obviously our primary goal is to make our senior pastor just look amazing. Yeah. We want him to like succeed, you know, at all costs. And, and that's, that's, you know, like we've talked about a lot, like that's, that's what I see as my primary goal. Right. And now the, the goals that fall under that, the steps that fall under that are yes, like leading, you know, preparing well, you know, all the things from sound video technology, all the things to, to rehearsals. And then, of course, leading the people well in congregational worship and a nice flow of the service and those kind of things. Because I want him to succeed, you know. I want him to succeed as a leader Monday through, you know, Saturday and then, you know, in the pulpit on Sunday, you know. So, yeah, uh, you know, we do that and we, we do need to evaluate and, and do those things. We need to be authentic. Uh, we need to stop and think about what we were doing. Were we being genuine? What can we do better? Um, I think then the next, you know, of course, you know, and, and again, in that, just like, just be ourselves, like when it comes to the practical side of like what we sing and how we sing and yeah. how we lead and how we do those things. Don't try to be somebody you're not. People relate to you. When that's you're being genuine. That's too. the big thing is like, I feel like people know yeah. like, um, maybe they're not sitting out there thinking like, Oh, he's being genuine, but there's this natural instinct. I think that we have when somebody's being, and there's like, a trust there too. You develop this trust, you develop this almost like a relationship from the stage to the the people beyond what we should be doing. Like uh, we were talking about um, pouring in and investing in people's lives. But when you're being genuine on stage and you just don't put that, that 
third wall up or you don't try to be someone else, there's just going to be that trust, that genuine nature that, that people just, um, I don't know, they're going to be more likely to follow your leadership and be ready to engage in worship rather than be distracted by a, a so-and-so on stage that's trying to be someone else. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really smart. The word trust is a big deal. So I've been here since uh, early 2008 um, at the church. And, you know, when I came in, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to do for quite a while was just get people to trust me. Yeah. You know, because at the time I was 28 years old, you know, um, people could have had like any idea of who I was. You know, always just a fill in the blank, a contemporary guy that's not going to do choir and only wants to do modern songs and all these kind of things. Yeah. And that's not me at all. Yeah. But they don't know. You know, you see a 28 year old guy, sure. you know, and you just, you know, coming into your church that's been here since like the 1800s and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you make your. Yeah your thoughts. And, and so like, I knew that. And, and, and so I wanted to make sure that people knew that they could trust me. Like I'm on your team. Like I see my job to support my senior pastor. And in doing that, I want to make, you know, you have successful worship experiences. Absolutely. Uh, and so I'm going to do what it takes to do that. And I'm not going to try to rock your world and I'm not going to try to like change the way you think about everything. Just need you to trust me. Like I'm here for you. Uh, I'm going to lead you in worship uh, on the stage, and, and I'm going to be worshiping with you, you know, in, during the week in your life, engaged in your life in some way as best I can for those that for those that I can. So, yeah. I think that's very important too. Um, so another thing that I think you know that goes along with that, and we talked about this uh, at lunch because all this came up over some really good barbecue at I Barbecue. Shout out! Shout out! Good stuff. So you're from Kansas City. Yeah, I'm from Kansas like City. A bar, so, like that's a, like barbecue mecca kind of place, right? Yeah, so. I'm pretty biased when it comes to barbecue. And there are some places around here that are just no good. And a lot of places that are just no good across the country because I come from biased place. we got the best barbecue in the what country. What kind of sauce do y'all do up there? Sweet. Sweet sauce. Yeah, gotcha. it's sweet sauce. It's all about the sauce in Kansas City. I know Texas is all about the rub. A lot of places about the rub. East think, Coast. Like East Coast is like the vinegar based. It's like the mustard vinegar based. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. So this, I barbecue, have about everything, but their, their sauce, their sweet sauce is great. Their meat is great. So shout out to yeah, Keith. Keith at yeah. I barbecue because yeah. it's in Leesburg, Florida. Off of 441 in Fruitland Park. You yep. go get some if you're in this area. No, you will no, not. You if you come through, that. if you pass through, you should stop. Yeah. Um, it's it's really it's really good. So we're sitting over lunch the other day in the middle of the torrential hurricane. <laughs> that did not even. <laughs> it like yeah. shut down Florida. Yeah. You know, some parts did, did, get, did get hit. And, of course, uh, definitely tons of prayers. And yeah. hopefully a lot of assistance and wisdom yeah. moving forward that, on how we can engage uh, the people in the Bahamas is that's yeah. just nightmarish. And I think awful. even right now, like Carolinas are taking They're, some, yeah. taking a little bit of, uh, of a beating, but it shut down our city for like no reason. Like we didn't even three days off work. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Know. Like, which I don't do well. Shut down yeah, I guess, and, yeah. And yeah, the wind, you know, like there's stronger winds in the normal summer thunderstorms than what we had, you know, come through, but it is what it is. You don't, you know, you yeah. don't know how to prepare, but we're having lunch. Uh, during that, and we we're talking about the conference, and talked about how like um, 
with the main worship leading groups, I was just really having a hard time engaging. There's a lot of things that go into that. And a lot, you know, and I need to take responsibility for that too. You know, as a worshiper, I should engage. Like I, even when I I have a hard time, I should make myself like jump in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I had a hard time with it. And, um, and then another group came out and then like I instantly was, you know, drawn to them. And so I think a few things like stood out to me in that one of them was, I felt like maybe the group before were just like, I felt like they were trying too hard to make me engage. And I think there's an element of that, right? Because not everybody comes in to worship and they're just like fired up. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. And and if we're over the top and if we're, if we're too, like too hard trying to grab them and, yank them into the worship time we don't even give them a chance to get warmed up into the service you know we start big fast and loud you know you know like and and i've I've kind of seen a shift on that in my planning you know a lot of times sometimes i'll do like a like a slower Mm -hmm. kind of like a like a drawing song where the verbiage in it at the very beginning is as like the, the, the the come on yeah that's good kind of thing like you know you know bring bring your troubles in like Let's do that now. You know, because, you know, you get up to, you've been fighting with your kids and, you, you know, you're arguing with your wife <laughs> yeah. all morning. Everybody's tired or frustrated. Come in, praise Jesus. whatever, and you come Not in and all away. of a sudden you got the music yeah, and they're just, just going. Some guys up front saying, come on, you know, come on with yeah. me. I, I don't, I'm not saying that's wrong, you know, at all. But, like, um, yeah, just that concept of trying too hard. Yeah. You know, and, um, but then when, when this other group came out, and the group was all sons and daughters, when they came out, you know, there was just... Uh, I felt like there was space for me. I felt like there was space for me in that time of worship. I know sure. that sounds strange, but oh, I mean, I felt like I had room to like to breathe a little bit and be like, okay, like I can think about this. Yeah, I can be a part of this. Uh, I've never really thought about it that way. That, that literally just came to my mind. But <laughs> I, I think that that's what the difference was. Just in yeah uh, in easiness about that not an overpowering yeah you know, feeling I think, I think, or yes, domineering yeah, that, feeling yeah um I just I, I, I felt less forced yeah to have to be a part of it yeah that's that's a good point it's so good to to make sure as a worship leader you're understanding that People are on all different phases of their life. Some may be going through a horrible tragedy, just came out of one. Some may be at a really joyous part of their life. Huge blessing just came their way. To understand where they're at, meet them, but invite them into worship, not force them into worship. Hey, we're going to we're gonna worship the Lord this morning. And uh, it is our prayer that, that you would worship with us and that this would be an invitation to worship our Lord and Savior. And maybe it's not as much of a, you're going to worship right now. Here it is right in your face. It's a let's worship together. Kind of an imitation rather than a forceful, I don't know, almost a, even though we are commanded to worship, it is that is a command we're given. I feel like it's really not, I don't think it's a great approach to, to command it from your people right away. Now maybe, maybe you uh, get to a point in your service, two or three songs in, then you could say, sing on this you know you know what i'm no, trying yeah, to say i'm with there. you on that like i feel like yeah i'm with you and, there, and you're exactly right there is an element of worship leading where you do lead people you say come on you know let's go yeah 
Absolutely. There was just something about it at the time. Yeah. Where it just, you know, and there, there's probably definitely way more to it than that. I mean, there's more sure. nuances, no doubt about it. Um, but I think that's something that we, we, we gotta, we've got to be ourselves with people. We've got to build that trust and we've got to give them space. Uh, and we've got to lead them well. And yeah, just do not it try to being genuine and being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that's important. So we've got the authenticity. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about not like forcing it, not like trying too hard. I think another thing is, is that, you know, having a genuine, a genuine care about yeah. the people that we're leading. Yeah. That's what we talked about this, I think, in the last episode, while we love the, the term worship pastors rather than a worship leader or a choir director or band director, what it is. Because really, we have the responsibility of um, pastoring people. And you are, you're really a, a big responsibility in the pastoring and shepherding part is in your, with your teams and, and being there and, and developing friendships and relationships with them and pouring into them. Then again, you're also pastoring your uh, your congregation along with your senior pastor, supporting him, supporting his vision. But you're leading them in a time of worship. But I know we were talking, share what you were saying about um, singing over people. Yeah, I mean, there's a Tommy Walker song that is uh, at least an arrangement that he has uh, called Singing Over Me. And the concept is taking taken from how like you know the lord sings over his children and um and it just says uh sing it over me i'll sing it over you he loves us and and when we're looking out at the people you know from the relationships that we've built with them you know a lot of times when we're singing a song different parts of that song and phrases and lyrics in that song we can really sing it over their situation so if we know they're just coming out of some big struggle, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's just really dark for him. And, you know, you, you sing a song about, you know, God's grace or, you know, um, the Phil Wickham song, you know, um, you know, then came the morning that sealed the promise, you know, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. You sing that over those people, uh, almost like a prayer. Yeah. And uh, it, it just en- it engages a lot. You know, it, it'll change the way you sing it, actually, and change your demeanor. And I just think that's really important, you know, that, that we do that for our congregations, that we care about them, we love them, and uh, we sing over them. Absolutely. And uh, try to sing those those songs as just prayers over their life and what they're going through in their spiritual walk. Um. You know, I mean, from there, I mean, there's just the elements of being prepared. Yeah. You know, and uh, practicing. That's so so important. Uh, even with many years, I'm new into worship ministry. I mean, I've been leading worship since yeah, I've been in a 10. long time. Yeah. I've been in it for 12 years now, but but new into the full time position of it. That's crazy. 12, right? years. Twelve years now, you, you know. Twelve years, and you're like ten years. I was old ten years old when I started. I've been leading for uh, I've been leading for uh, the, let's see, fifteen, sixteen years now, and I was twenty three when I started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I 
I had never said it was like good or anything at 10 years old though. I don't think I really started leading until probably college, really, honestly. But no matter how much experience you have, whether it's two years or 40 years, there is so much. It is so important for us to practice as worship leaders and worship pastors. And that goes beyond. It's not just about making sure you have every note down, but there's that that chance, and whether it's cliche or not, you've got to have that that time of private worship before you can engage in corporate worship. And I encourage our choir members and band members all the time, before you come to rehearsal, before you come into services, please engage in some private time of worship, whether that be in your car, whether that be while you're getting ready in the morning, whatever it is, some some one-on-one time with God in His Word, time in prayer, and then in time in musical worship as well. It's so important to prepare our hearts. And then not only that, but when we practice, and we do practice the musical aspects of it, it helps to relieve distractions there. When you hit a horrible chord on the piano or guitar, and those things happen, but there is that importance of preparing, preparing your team for success. You know, that's another thing as a leader is, you know, we're supposed to set up our team for success. That's a huge mm-hmm. responsibility of ours. And then um, preparing yourself emotionally, spiritually. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, there's a so much that I love the book, uh, Postlude to Prelude. And it basically, it's everything that happens until Sunday and then after Sunday. There's so much to be prepared for before you enter into, really, not just on Sunday, but any time you're leading worship. Mm, that's good. That's really good. So all those things, you know, go into, you know, when we lead people in worship. But there's also, like, the responsibility of the congregation member Yeah. in worship. You know, they, it's, inter- it's, it's funny because... You know, you'll get the comments like, oh, it's a show or it's just being entertained. But the same people show up and have expectations of what they're going to get, mm-hmm. which is what you do when you go to a show. Yeah. You know, so you can't, when you're a congregation member in worship, it is a different environment because you have a responsibility too. Again, because worship is not something that we just do together and it just stays in the room, but it's something that we do together and it, it goes Should. to heaven. Yeah. In the sense, you know, to God. It sets our hearts on God together. Yeah. Like, this is our goal. You know. Um, and so, I think that that's just really important that we that we remember that when we're together. So, you and your pew, like, you have a responsibility to sing, to engage, to, yeah, to be a part. Like, to, to have the right attitude. Um, because I really do believe the attitude of the people around you will affect you and your ability to worship. And if yeah. you're sitting next to somebody that's just, you know, grumpy, the grumpy believer, and they're just upset about this or mad about that, or they came in with just about it. And that's, you know, everybody's going to have rough days. But but when we're in that environment and, and that person's like right next to you, it's hard to, yeah. you know, or, or you come in and somebody's been, you know, gnawing at your ear about this, that, and the other, and they wish it was this, that. Like, how are you going to really engage in thoughtful sure. worship of the living God Yeah, when your ear is, like, full of just gossip and bitterness? Yeah. You can't do it. Or your mouth is full of gossip point. and business. Bitterness. So the congregation member has just a, a huge responsibility. It, it's like you and I talked about. You and I are basically uh, traffic directors. We're in the middle of the intersection, and we've got people coming, and we're trying to get them to, to one place. 
and they're coming from all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different issues, but we're trying to get them directed down one way. And so we're just moving traffic. We're just standing there. And nobody's like, oh, look how great that traffic director is. He's just, wow, let's all stop and stare at the traffic. No, like yeah. we're, that's not what we're doing it yeah. for. Yeah, we're in the center of the stage, but that's that's just so we can make sure that everybody around knows where to go, knows that's where right. we're going. It's not like, hey, look at me in the center of the stage. You know, I mean, that's that can't be that. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get people to worship together from all the different angles, from all the different streets and directions they're turning. But we're trying to get, okay, let's all turn down this road right now together and and travel this path of worshiping God together. And we have responsibility to do it. Yeah. So somebody comes exactly. in and they're just banging their car on everybody else's car. Yeah. It messes up the, it does. It's, messes up the environment. It's, it's very distracting. And it's not only distracting for your congregation members around you and those that are around you worshiping. It's distracting for your worship leader on stage, your worship pastor. When you've got people in the congregation that... You know, it's clear they're making the eye contact with you. They're not happy. They're plugging their ears, you know. You know, to me, to not be in a defensive state, it makes me wonder, where is our heart in worship? Is our heart based on the, the style that is being sung? You know, are we, you know, appreciative of that or happy with what's going on? Or are we genuinely there to worship, no matter what the music is, as long as it's authentic and genuine and Sure. And right, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, obviously we need to have a deeper conversation about styles and things like that. Yeah. You know, but to your point, you're exactly right. You know, why are we, why do we come to church today? Do we come just out of habit? You know, I'm glad you're here, but do we come out of habit or do we come sure. with the desire to engage with fellow believers in the one goal of worshiping God in community together? Sure. In, in that corporate worship environment. Yeah. You know? And congregation at First Baptist Leesburg, you should know we think you're such an important role. You are mic'd. We mic the congregation at a church. And especially, I love it at South Campus when I can hear some of our congregation members in our ambient microphones just as much as I can hear yeah. uh, some of by my by, members. By microphone, though, like you're, it's it's an ambient mic that, that we put in our, in our, in our personal ears. monitor. <laughs> Not, not, uh, you know, coming back through the speakers, yes. the house speakers. So, yes, but, <laughs> but we can hear you. We can hear you, can hear you and yeah. it, it really is. It's do we use it for live stream to add it in the live stream? It does. It just it you play an important sure. role, and you might see us as as worship leaders. We have headphones in our ears. You know, those are to help us hear our, our singing, to help hear what's going on around us. But the reason why we put in that ambient microphone is what, what it's called and we, the reason why we do that is so that we can hear our congregation engage in worship and we're not disconnected with you guys and your singing and a lot of times i only wear one earphone earbud or whatever they're called um because i, I want to hear that more natural sound uh, which is totally unhealthy for your ears yeah, i not, know that it's terrible for you but but the, the reason being is it's so important. You have you have a you have a special role. We all play this role of we're coming together as worshipers to collectively worship as a as a corporate body. So, so I think in that you know we just we see the role of everybody in the in the worship service. You know, just be authentic. Um, don't try too hard. Don't be somebody you're not. Um, just you know, care about the people that you're with, you're leading that you're leading with. Yeah, and. Um, and, and just realize your importance, your value in that time as part of the body of Christ yeah. uh, that's worshiping together. Uh, and so that's, that's, right. that's why we do it. 
there's a whole lot more to it than that. But I thought that uh, I'm glad we talked about it. I think it's an important conversation to have, and uh, hopefully, you know, it'll it will we'll be reminded about that. You know, as we go in um, each week to lead and worship and other opportunities that we have. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, everybody, we just want to thank you for listening uh, to Worship Distributed. Uh, this is Stephen Wagamont and Stephen Hodge, and we'll. Uh, put more episodes up and also tell them about our media yeah don't forget to uh, check out our website it's uh, worship.fbcleesburg.com we're going to be putting stuff up there we've you know we're we're brand new and fresh to it so just be patient as we upload material but there's going to be videos you know the goal is to have videos podcasts article blogs things like that all to help uh, volunteers in worship ministry and also worship leaders as well. These are resources just to, to aid you guys in, in what you're doing already. So, And then we also have a Facebook page, you and know, Facebook Instagram, page, and Twitter, yeah. and I think it's worship at First Baptist Leesburg yeah. is our Facebook page. That's probably our main source of social media, honestly, that we yeah. use. Um, yeah, so like kind of the wealth of information will be on the website. Yes. And then uh, like more just general pushes and, and announcements and, yeah. and posts, you know, social media so um, alright thanks again everybody uh, we love you and we will see you on Sunday see y'all